Hello, y'all, and welcome to Jackalope Tales, music and urban legends. I'm your host, Charles Mooney. And I'm Lisa Umbarger. And also with us today is our production crew, Jenny, Jeannie, and on the board, Sam the Meow Mixologist. Sam. Hey, hey. So, how's everything going? I'm hot. I know. So I don't hot. know. I don't know when this is going to broadcast. Probably in September or October when it feels good. But right now in Texas, it sucks. So much. 106, maybe, yeah. outside. And oh, my God. We're so old. We're talking about the weather. <laughs> no. By the way, what health care plan do you have? <laughs> uh, I mean, talking about the heat, I was just kind of thinking because you all, as, when I left the Toadies, y'all started doing the big tours. Are there any shows that you did where it was like hot as balls? Oh, man. Yeah, so the first one that pops up, I mean, there's quite a few, but the one that was the hottest was in Phoenix. It was July or August, and it was 110. Shit, who hated you? Everyone. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and I think, I'm pretty sure that we were out on a punk rock tour. It was Sam I Am, and it was in this band shell that was completely cement, 110, no shade. We went on it five because it was an all ages show oh god it was so hot that our shoes walking <laughs> from our bus to the stage melted shit it was so oh my god freaking hot <laughs> i believe it so we're talking about musical curses yeah so choose your song wisely people exactly so uh do you have something on this one i do what do you got um this one's crazy so I need to ask you a question. Charles, have you ever committed karaoke on the people? No. I don't have a good singing voice, so I don't dare do it. If you were to sing karaoke, what mm -hmm. song would you pick? I mean, I love Frank Sinatra. Thanks so. for stepping right into that I know. Trap. I know. There's so many good ones of his. I mean, My Way. Yep. What? So let's talk about My Way, the My Way Killings. Oh, my so, God. <laughs> so the thing about My Way and the Frank Sinatra song is I think it's kind of a an uplifting song. Of course. And I did it my way. Right. And to me, I'm like, yeah. it's empowering and uplifting. Well, I think you have a beautiful singing voice, by the way. See? Well, right? when you put me in front of a mic like this that looks this expensive, I mean, good God, I can't help but sing well. So is it just that the karaoke places that you frequent have really shitty mics? I will blame it on that, yes. <laughs> I like it. So we just need to be attending higher-end karaoke establishments. Yes, I mean, if I could take this mic with me, and I mean, it's kind of like when you have your own pool cue when you go to a pool hall. If I had a zipper bag with this in it, I mean, blow the house down. <laughs> I would really like to see you try to smuggle this mic out of the studio. <laughs> hmm. Preferably well, in your pants, oh, just for, oh, just for oh, my own entertainment. Damn. Challenge accepted. All right, so back to my way. <laughs> <laughs> back to more things deadly. Yes. So the iconic Frank Sinatra song <laughs> has been deadly as a karaoke song, not just to the ears, but to the whole self. Oh. So in the Philippines, evidently... <laughs> <laughs> the, the Philippines? In the Philippines. Okay. And I okay. don't know why in the Philippines people have such a problem with My Way as a karaoke song. But there have been at least 12 people who have perished. And I'm not laughing at the perishment of the people. 
No, no. But they've, they've perished directly after or during the singing of the song. Which, you know, if someone was to die during the song, that would be like a whole next level exit, I think, in karaoke. Oh, it would. You're doing it your way and then... Right. Everyone's a critic. They're just like... Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so the journalists in, in the Philippines have blamed the aggressive nature of the lyrics, but I don't see these lyrics as being aggressive at all. No. They're just confident. I think so, too. Yeah. So it's just hard for me to hear that and, yeah. and think, well, I'm going to throw hands. <laughs> and uh, just highball in one hand and like kick and swings with the other. <laughs> I wonder like, if they wear fedoras when they sing it. I hope so. Well, see, uh. to me, when I think of the people singing, I see Frank. So it's like you have a filterless cigarette in one hand and then the <laughs> cocktail in the other. I mean, that doesn't make me want to punch somebody. It no. makes me think, shoot, let's. Have a drink. Yeah, let's enjoy this. Right. Or you're going to die from cancer because quit smoking those filterless cigarettes, Frank. <laughs> right. Let nature take it. So the song was taken off the playlist in most karaoke bars in 2007. Wow. Yeah, because it was that serious. They had so many people. That oh, were, my. That were, you know, and it wasn't just killings, but violence in general. Wow. So um, they took it off the playlist after strong complaints. It's just so uh, insane that someone singing karaoke would make someone so angry. I know. I can understand if someone was singing that Four Non Blonde song, What's Going On. Oh. That might make me go a oh, little nuts. I'd go ape shit. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, shut up. Yeah. But I'd probably throw a chair, not, <laughs> you know, shoot. Right. My Way is not the only song that has caused someone to perish, oddly enough. <laughs> wow. Okay. There are a few other songs. Yeah. Cold Plays Yellow <laughs> and John Denver's Take Me Home Country Road. <laughs> Why? <laughs> well, now country does push me to the edge, but poor John Denver. I know. I mean, good God, he hit a tree. And he's such a peaceful hippie guy. I know. And it's... <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Okay, so all those have been probably removed. My way for sure has been removed. I don't know. Yeah. I think Coldplay might have been removed because it's it, kind of like Nickelback. You've got to sign a contract and it comes with a warning right. before you karaoke it. Right. Yeah, got it. <laughs> I did sessions with uh, his John Denver's old guitar player. Yeah. And apparently, according to him, John Denver was like the alpha-ist of alpha males. Holy, what? Yeah, he was like an, an apparently a complete control freak, had to win every single game he played, and had some like ungodly tolerance to psychedelic drugs. <laughs> oh, 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 my God. I'm never going to trust anyone with little round spectacles. <laughs> I mean, that might be another episode now. I feel like the Great Gatsby has taught us a long time ago we should not trust anyone with little round spectacles. Amen to that. What caused karaoke bars to happen anyway? It's like that moment of fame for someone where they feel like they've got something to let out I, and they go to karaoke. Yeah. Have any of you guys done karaoke, guys? Oh, good question. Sam? Absolutely never. What, you go, what would your go-to song be? That's a good question. It would have to be some kind of 80s power metal song. Yes. Oh. Something triumphant. You know, here uh. I go again on my own. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty I was good, more too. Like Judas Priest or Maiden or Man of War or something, but yeah, uh. pretty close. Oh, okay. I can Something think about of... victory. I'd have to be super drunk. Yes. The song would have to be about victory, power, steel, maybe dragons. 
Oh, oh my! So many God. dragons. Just, oh, good. Just God. wait. Just wait. <laughs> We're foreshadowing. Yes, that's Jeannie, true. Jeannie, Jeannie, you love music. I was just thinking about this the other day. Actually, it would be something, something a little countryfied, probably mm. "Crystal Chandeliers" by Charlie Pride, or oh. uh, what was the other one? Any Gary Stewart? I love Gary Stewart. I have done "Ebony and Ivory," <laughs> and I sang both. you were in perfect harmony i was it was great that's good perfect harmony with yourself (laughs) (laughs) well i love the my way story that's cool what do you got i'm gonna bring a little culture to our podcast today Mm. yeah i know i'm gonna talk about classical music i'm uncomfortable and i feel like we should do fart jokes (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I remember trying to get into classical music because I saw Apocalypse Now. Oh, yeah. With Wagner playing as yep. the helicopters are coming in. Mm-hmm. So I was stupid and bought the Wagner CD. Mm-hmm. And I was like, the rest of this is boring. <laughs> and so all I liked was that one part. And so we've got The Curse of the Ninth Symphony. Ooh, I know. ominous. I know. And so what it is, is there is a belief that the Ninth Symphony is destined to be the composer's last, and the composer will die while or after writing it. Ooh. Like during, uh, he finishes his ninth and starts his tenth, mm-hmm. and he kicks the bucket. So, and now the whole thing kind of originated in the late Romantic period of classical music, which I'm sure everyone knows when that was. But Um, it was like in the 19th century. And so now the superstition about it was around, but it really got fueled up when Gustav Mahler. Oh, yeah, I know him. Yes, a German composer. He wrote his Eighth Symphony. And knowing of the curse, he was going to skip that Ninth Symphony. So what he did is he wrote a group of song cycles mm-hmm. where it was like for a soloist and an orchestra, but he mm-hmm. didn't call it his ninth because he was thinking, hey, I'm not going to write the ninth. I'm going to skip that one. But it really was kind of like a orchestrated work. And so he felt like he had beaten the curse by doing that. And then he started work on his 10th symphony and he died with the 10th one incomplete, and he was only 50 years old. Now, you're thinking, "Eh, how many have died like this? Well, before Mahler, there was Beethoven Mm -hmm. and Schubert. They died before writing their 10th symphonies. And in fact, besides the three of them, there are another 10 composers that have died either after their ninth during the ninth or starting the tenth. So there's something about that ninth. So if you want to off somebody and get away with it, you could just say, I need you to write (laughs) ten symphonies. (laughs) Exactly. And I mean, hey, your hands aren't on it. Right. I didn't do it. Yeah, exactly. It's the curse. Now, actually, this curse even kind of continues today. So have you ever heard of the artist Philip Glass? I love Philip Glass, actually, yeah. You know what I always think of when I think of Philip Glass is Koyana Scotsy. Love that. See? He, with his compositions, was afraid to do a ninth symphony of his work. I can't say that I blame him. I know. He wanted to stick around. So it is still a jinx that people talk about and think about. And so Glass... When he went to the extreme, he wrote his 10th symphony and finished it 
and did all that. And then he went back and wrote his ninth. So he did it backwards, and he still lives to this day. He tricked the curse. He did. He did. So, yeah. So he's been able to live through it. But all those other 13, they got hacked. Wait, there's 13? 13 composers Maybe it stopped at 13. Oh, my God. I didn't even think about that. Uh Uh-oh. You got to be careful of these numbers. I know. I hate the number 71. Why? I don't know. Is that when you were born? No. I was born in 68. I love 68. (laughs) I'm not even going to say anything about the next symphony of that year. (laughs) I'll write the 69 symphony. (laughs) That's my favorite. Yeah, that is a good one. (laughs) All right. Now... uh, I think there's something you got coming on about Imagine Dragons. Yeah. Well, Sam said that he loves Imagine Dragons. Yes. He considers (laughs) him number one favorite of all time. Mm -hmm. Second choice for karaoke songs. So, okay, so this is right up Sam's alley. Sam, do you know what the uh, fans of Imagine Dragons are called? Oh, geez. Something dumb with dragons. Children of dragons. The fire breathers. Oh, (laughs) <laughs> and they're called the fire breathers because dragons. Of course. Right? Imagine that. Uh-huh. Ah! Uh, I thought it was as they were mouth breathers. Ooh. Ooh. Wait, <laughs> ch- check Sam. <laughs> put, a, put a mirror up. Is he up. just standing there and <laughs> with his mouth open? <laughs> so a phenomenon is occurring among the fire breathers. Okay. Which I laugh every time I say that because I'm like, what the heck? I know. Um. They're spontaneously combusting. (laughs) Wait, wait. Yes. There are at least five stories, reports of fire breathers combusting spontaneously. (laughs) I mean, it's so spinal tap. I know, right? I was so curious because what would cause a person to spontaneously combust? So I looked into it. Yeah. And it's proposed that its possible cause would be bacteria. Which among those fans, that could totally be true. Hygiene <laughs> looks like it could be an issue. Yep, yep. Um, static electricity. Uh-huh. Obesity. And I can say that's probably not it. I mean, I'm fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> stress. And most consistently, excessive consumption of alcohol. Holy crap. I have never heard that. I mean, that before. sounds like it could be related to so many deaths, but... And I'm no scientist. Right, I know. And I'm no scientist, but you would think that farts would be on the list (laughs) somewhere. Because I will always bring it back to farts somehow. But I mean, mean, think about how combustible down there is. Oh, my God. Yeah. And, you know, you light a fart and it, I mean, (laughs) you don't know what could happen. That's why I would never do it. But there's a reason why, you know, when we were on tour, we had a rule that no one could eat the Mexican omelets at IHOP who were on the road yeah, because it caused almost fistfights because it was so (laughs) horrible. (laughs) So now back to the fire breathers. Yes, back to that. There was a GoFundMe set up to pay for the funeral of a young fire breather who combusted. (laughs) So after raising more than $100,000, it was discovered that Ashley was alive and well. (laughs) Ashley Ashley, oh. did no one get this joke? Oh, my God. Really? Ashley, come on. And I guess the other people that probably combusted were Bernie, Blaze, Ember. I mean, come on. Ember? <laughs> I mean, 
good. I don't know if, if Imagine Dragons did this to drum up publicity. Yeah. But I mean, aren't the singer's abs good enough publicity? Have you seen TikToks? Like everyone's making TikToks of the singer's abs. Oh, no. I missed that one. Dude, uh-huh. he's gotten in shape. I mean, like full six pack. Huh? He went from like doughy frat boy to like, <laughs> uh, I'm going to do your laundry, girls. <laughs> <laughs> on these abs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's that moment. It's the soothing sounds <laughs> of the kazoo. I know. <laughs> so time for Lone Star Salutes, where we take a look at reviews of all the different things that people have an opinion about, but their opinion has to be a one, one star. star. Yep, exactly. We're not trying to dogpile on Imagine Dragons, but yeah, we are. Sure. Yes, of yeah, course. Um, so this is from Spin Magazine, and the title of this review is, Is Imagine Dragons the Worst Band Ever? <laughs> and I thought this was going to be kind of like an audience participation review, but sure, no. Anagaka tells us that to listen to Imagine Dragons is to be the victim of circumstance, of algorithmic playlists, car radios, and other mediums where music becomes something to passively tolerate (laughs) (laughs) rather than actively enjoy. Their bombastic facsimile of alternative rock is recognizably descended from history, but sadly free of innovation, engineered for institutions (laughs) with high level of visibility, but low tolerances for risk. Wow. The writer goes on to say, Imagine Dragons are somewhere far beyond terrible. (laughs) God, that's harsh. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Sam. They're far beyond terrible. I mean, come on. And she says, since the 2012 breakthrough radioactive... Dynamics have been their blunt force instrument of choice. Oh, my God. Each new single crashing through the hyper-reality of pop radio to pound another blend, bland hook into a powerless public. Oh, my God. The alliteration in that sentence is beautiful. (laughs) And she used a college degree to write that because it had some great... Oh, yeah, that's no AI-generated review. Good God. She hates them. <laughs> <laughs> I know. There's no gray area. No. You talk about black and white. Good and Spin God. is usually pretty nice to artists. Yeah. But boy, there's some f- hatred for right. Imagine Dragons. Yep. Good God. That is heated. <laughs> what do you have? Well, I found something on a CD called Whole Tones, not H-O-L-E. W-H-O-L-E, Tones. It's the Healing Frequency Music Project. And if it isn't enough work to listen to a CD, it comes with a book. So it's kind of like, I don't want to have a book to follow a CD. But in this one, Amos Mm -hmm. posted a one-star review about it. And supposedly, like, when you have this book, it's talking about how the frequencies of the music are supposed to be healing Mm -hmm. and all this stuff, and it kind of gives you insight into how it can help you. Well, Amos has a different idea about this. He doesn't like healing. Well, he was trying to be healed, but he says in this review, I started reading the book Healing Frequencies for the Biological Apocalypse. 
(laughs) (laughs) that this author talks about and where he gets where this uh, writer gets his special frequencies. That is until I get to the part about the miraculous, quote unquote, circumstances where he meets the guy who channels Jesus. (laughs) For real Christians, that should be a warning to you. I suspect that Satan can make special circumstances happen to make it look like it's from God. Mm. I don't think God works through New Agers. I don't plan to risk blaspheming the Holy Spirit to say something's from Satan in case it is. But now I question whether this 528 hertz and other frequencies are really from God. Oh, And then he goes on to say, I doubt it. He doubts it comes from God. He's thinking it's from down below. I think the scam is to get people into an altered state of mind so they can be possessed. Mm, I mean, search for this yourself. They are supposed to come from Catholic Gregorian chant. Who knows if that's true, though? Red flag for me. So he mm. thinks Satan's talking through the healing book. You know, everyone thinks that Satan's talking through music all the time. There is Kiss. Oh, um, yeah. Led Zeppelin. Mm-hmm. Um, Judas true. Priest. Judas Priest. Oh, yes. Yeah. Iron Maiden. Oh, yeah. And now, who wrote the Healing Tones? Who's that uh, guy? The 500 and whatever the, hertz. Yeah, Michael Terrell. Yeah. So he's yeah. right up there with the good ones. Yeah. So check the hertz the HZ on what you're listening to before you listen to it. And if it's 528, turn away. Well, do you? <laughs> I'm all for op- opening the portal. I don't even know what the hell 528 hertz is. We're going to try it. Okay. Later. Yeah. Later. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to find some that are 528 hertz. It'd Probably like- Imagine Dragons. Right. Oh. And my way. They Maybe. could be. Maybe these curses are just, they created the right hertz of music and opened up some kind of demonic portal. Exactly. Oh, yeah. And then they get sucked right in. I'm going to just say that that's true. I just found a 528 hertz playlist on Spotify. You are bullshitting. (laughs) Are you serious? Are you going to risk it? And and guess how many likes it is. This is by Spotify, and the playlist has 59,397 likes, and it's 90 songs long. (laughs) Well, just uh, just name a couple songs. Let's see. The first one's called... Turn Away Satan. (laughs) 528 hertz, mind and body. Ooh. Unwinding mind, 528 hertz. Holy shit. Holism, 528 hertz. mm. Now, I'll probably have to delete this because I'm about to play it because we might be violating some copyright laws. Okay. Let's but hear it. Let's hear the, the top number one. Uh, let's see if you can hear this. Bow down to me. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like pure, pure <laughs> Holy satanic. shit, I was just in a good place. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Sir, this is a windy. <laughs> Well, damn. Okay, there's something to 528 hertz. Well, see, I think that if it was the devil, it would be 666 hertz. (laughs) Right, exactly. So I think that he's wrong. Well, I mean, everyone knows 666, so he's got to hide it. Go with 528. (gasps) (laughs) God dang it, now I'm scared. We talked about these curses, then we did the curse song, their frequency. Yeah, we've definitely covered some musical curses today, so... 
Very insightful. I like it. I'm down with the curses. Yeah, they are very cool. I like the F word the best, <laughs> but any of the other ones are good too. Yeah. So let's see. Recapping, you had at first the, the stuff and uh, things. Karaoke Kabuki. Yeah, Karaoke Kabuki. Yeah. That's true. That's backed up in many places. <laughs> that was so loud. Yippee happens to actually be pretty loud. It made me happy though. I uh, know, right? Maybe it's 777. Hurts. Well, what about the Ninth Symphony curse? The Ninth Symphony? I mean, I've really got to say that it really is true because it's not just an old-time folklore. I mean, Philip Glass did it up to current day. So So I think everyone at least believes that if you're a composer and you don't want to push that. Yeah, exactly. that's true. So I say it's true. For Pete's sake! It's true. Yeah. So, and then we've got Sam and the fire breather. Well, Sam's still with us. Thank God for that. So, I would say since Sam's still here, I don't think it's true. And that Damn. one, right? And Ashley, come on. No, you're right. You're right. I love you, Sam. <laughs> I love you too. <laughs> Oh, man. (laughs) Jenny's losing it. Oh, man. Hold on, snort laughed. (laughs) Well, everyone, thank you for listening. And check out Jackalope Tales on all the socials. Yeah, definitely. Subscribe, rate, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and anywhere else you get your podcasts. And Jonas, 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 oh my The Jonas Brothers joined us. Holy shit. It's a. Oh, fiddlestick. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. And join us next time as we question is it real or is it a jackalope tale?